You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to the second half of our UFC 258 post fight coverage here on MMAfighting.com. We are not done just yet. It is time for you to join us in reacting to UFC 258. Mara still the UFC welterweight champion. Spectacular performance. It's a fun night of fight. It, uh, it delivered. Not a lot of hype going in, but it's a pretty damn fun pay-per-view. Pretty damn fun card from start to finish. Had some hiccups and speed bumps along the way, but I think we all came through it. Uh, better people. And uh, thank you for joining us. I am Mike Heck. Alex Cayley, the Prince of Positivity, is here. Back in our lives. There he is. I'm here. I'm here. Duval! Shout out to Duval. Shout out to Duval. And E. Casey Lydon, back here on the other side. Uh, we just heard from Alexa Grasso and Dana White and Mara Usman, even Gilbert Burns, even Bruce Buffer on the uh, post-fight press conference stream. So hope you guys enjoyed that. It went for a while, but uh, now we're here. And listen, we don't have much prepared. We, You guys, this is your show, okay? This is your post-fight show. Whatever you want to talk about for the next 30 or so minutes, we're going to get to all of that. But before we do, we'll let these questions come in. We got Casey's reaction to the main event. We got my reaction to the main event. We haven't gotten AK's reaction to the main event on these streams yet. Kamara Usman, AK, overcame a little adversity. Gilbert Burns dropped him early in the fight, hurt him, had him in some big trouble. But he stayed composed, calm, cool, and collected, and then he just took over the fight as soon as the second round began. What did you think of the Nigerian Nightmares title defense tonight? Look, we talked. We talked about what it would take for uh, for Uzman to kind of get to that next level of popularity. And this fight, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he wished it was a little bit easier. But as far from a, a entertainment and narrative standpoint, it couldn't have played out any better. We got to see him face adversity. You know, that's that's something that uh, that made George St. Pierre's run uh, so intriguing. Was that there, even though he was so dominant in some of his fights, there was always that sense of vulnerability. You know, there was always like, oh, Thiago Alves. Oh, Thiago Alves has got that Muay Thai explosive, you know, knockout power, great jiu-jitsu. Maybe he can catch George. Uh, Jake Shields. Jake Shields is a great grappler. Maybe he's the grappler that can outgrapple, you know, GSP. So Usman was missing that a little bit. You know, that, that dominance can be can almost detract from 
uh, so if you're not finishing, you know, if you're if you're dominating but not finishing, then the doms can almost detract from the interest in your fights. So the Colby Covenant fight, that was that was obviously a great one. That was huge. That that was huge for his, his reputation. And then this fight, early struggles, comes back, shows his toughness, takes a lot of hard shots, and then gets gets a really exciting finish. And 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 really no controversy, you know, just clearly outlasts and outclasses uh, Gilbert Burns, you know. So I I think I think it was a great main event. Uh, a great showcase for Usman. So uh, this, this was kind of a one-fight card on paper for a lot of people, but at least that one fight did what it was supposed to do uh, and showcase not just Usman, but I think Burns also came out looking great as well. Uh, so it was a really, really, really nice uh, welterweight championship fight. There's just like an emotional set of circumstances like all around yes. like super intense at the beginning. Like they didn't even wait for like the referee instructions to get into each other's faces. And then like after every round they were like in each other's faces and then the fight was over and it was just like heartbreak everywhere it was just so raw it was crazy i just remembered uh herb dean when they faced off he's like excuse me excuse me i gotta get i gotta get in <laughs> it was wild it was great it was, i was like Ooh, and a, they're gonna fight it was good a little bit of everything yeah. uh so yeah Leave your questions, your thoughts, your comments on the card, and uh, we're going to start firing these things off right. and get right after it. Go to me, fix this side. Great card. So that's not a question, but I do want to address that. You know, uh, the, the whole time I was watching, I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't care uh, because, like I said, you know, we do this professionally, so it's different for us than how how fans do it. But the whole time I was at wondering, it's a good. I was thinking it was a good card. Is the card worth seventy dollars? Um, but then I was comparing it to other like you know solid fight night cards, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how people measure the value. Is is it is it again in a uh, quality main event, which they got uh, exciting finishes? They certainly got those today. There wasn't. There maybe. Well, no. There was some really good. There were actually a few uh, good back and forth fights, including the main event and and. Uh, even fights that ended in the first round. There was some exciting a, ones. Like at a potential yeah. submission of the year. A potential submission of the year, yeah, it's funny. I, it's funny. I, I'm still, I, for some reason, I'm still hesitant to call it a great card. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what else I could have asked for, but um, seventy. Yeah, I don't know. I, seventy dollars. Was it worth people's hard-earned shekels? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think it delivered. I think it delivered. I don't, I don't know if I would call it a great card, but yeah, I think it was worth your money. If you, if you, pay, if you paid for this pay per view, I don't think you're disappointed. It's. It's hard to say great card when when you say seventy dollars because two, one pay per view from now in a couple of weeks yeah. that's also seventy dollars. Yes. You know? And you look at that card and you look at this card. While um, I mean, just the name value and what the what the next what the next pay per view what it means for everything as far as so many divisions and even the prelims are the fights matter um, as far as like next you no know, top contenders, but um. If 70, if 70 bucks ain't nothing to you, it is a great card. <laughs> it was. Right. It, that, and that's kind of what I'm saying. It, it, it did feel, I saw a lot of kind of snarky comments, uh, you know, during that, like, oh, this is a really great fight night card. And like, I kind of rolled my eyes, but then I'm like, you know what? This is a lot of this stuff was, is stuff that we've seen on, on fight night cards, which is, which is a good thing and a bad thing, by the way, that I kind of speaks to the high quality that some of the, of the fight cards uh, that we get these days there's some really really good ones that used to be pay-per-views like you know 15 years ago and it also speaks to again kind of how much how many cars there are and how indistinguishable they are from pay-per-view so when a pay-per-view comes around it does feel like a fight night and you almost can't tell the difference so 
you know, pros and cons. Pros and cons. It's really a glass half full, glass half empty situation. Uh, it really, it kind of like you said, it, just, it, it depends on how you felt about <laughs> spending seventy dollars uh, and doing it again in a few weeks for a car that's more stacked. Yeah, it's going to be th- it's three weeks between fi- two fifty seven and two fifty eight. Three weeks or two weeks or twenty one days from right now, we'll have two fifty nine, and then three weeks after that, we'll have two sixty with the heavyweight title on the line. So yeah, it's going to be a pretty wild yeah. uh let's see joseph bosa didn't like some of kamara's scrum i hate the call out of jorge jorge had to kill himself to make 170 lost 20 pounds in four days i think wonder boy should get the title shot uh what are your thoughts on that ak because casey and i were talking earlier kamara Usman, obviously big winner tonight but second on the big winner list was jorge mazadal to have your name called out on the broadcast after he won that fight that was a gift from the heavens for him was it not I just who want, really honestly who wants to see this shout, guys shout out shout out in the comments if I'm if I'm crazy here and you guys are really dying to see uh, you know a proper Masvidal um, Usman rematch if that first fight left a lot of unanswered questions look I, Usman framed it himself there are some fair points uh, uh, Masvidal did have to take the fight on short notice obviously he wasn't as well prepared as he would have been and, and I do think a fight uh, between them if they fought again it would play out differently I, I think you like I don't think it's unfair to say that Masvidal's performance would be better be a little bit better getting off the cage uh, you know dealing with the grappling you know creating some more scramble situations you know stuff like that it, it, it would be different but I, so different that I need to see it again like next no maybe somewhere down the road you know we're at this point where I think we've talked about the welterweight division a lot as being a little bit stuck where guys just don't want to take fights because they don't want to lose their positions. But at some point, someone has to fight their way back to the, the line. I think Maswell is one of those people. I don't think he's such a box office draw that he can just hold out uh, for, for another shot of Usman or or maybe one fight away. I think it depends who he fights, I guess, but he's maybe one or two fights away. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with Jospoza that I don't know if Usman did the right thing. But at the same time, uh, there's not that many names at 170 pounds immediately jumping to my yeah. mind that need to get a shot. Yeah. So, so he didn't do he didn't do the best thing, but there wasn't really a better option either. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, well, I'm amazed. I'll say this: so this is a bit of a this is a bit of a spoiler because well, I, I'm, the reason I'm kind of dancing around this case is because it's a bit of a spoiler for uh, I think a, a call of a man up writing in the next couple of days. But he should have just jumped on the Habib bandwagon and 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 done that call out. He should he should have said something like, "Oh, I, look, I know Dana and him are still talking. I know he hasn't said he wants to come back, but if he's looking for that something special or that something spectacular, you know, I gave him that something spectacular tonight. So maybe Habib comes back for me and gives me that chance to be uh, the one in twenty nine and one. Something, you know what I mean? Like again, it's an unrealistic call out, but it, it for me it would make just as much. It's a more exciting call out than I think than calling for Masvidal, which is. Which I think came, it was a I think, I think I think it was when we get we get crap too. It's like oh what you caught out a retired fifty fiver. Oh you know it's like I think there's I think there's a lot of lose and I think I don't know I, I don't think there's a perfect call out to be honest with. The, and this is the UFC's fault, but not not because we talked about how the how the welterweight division has been so kind of stuck, I guess. And we got some movement finally at the top, but still right underneath it's still the same. We still. I, I, and the whole tough thing, like, oh god, what do you think about that, huh? Okay, having I mean, look, I've I've said it already. I I hate I hate taking fighters like a contenders and putting them as coaches on the show and putting them on the shelf for like nine months as they for they got to film the show, they have to wait for the show to air. 
it's and I, I love the Ultimate Fighter, but anyone who's campaigning for like, oh, I really want to see Usman and Masvidal, I want to be able to see two guys who should be active. Clearly, these people have not watched the show in like ten seasons because it's it, honestly no. And I get it; these guys are great personalities. You, you might get something better out of it, but the upside is just not that high. Uh, the ratings might be probably a, a bit better than average than the last few seasons. You know, there'd be that buzz of like, oh, the Ultimate Fighter's back. Absence makes a heart grow fonder. So you add that plus some stars. Um, obviously, look, it, it, the ratings would be better than they've been. But at the same time, it's like it's it takes up so much of these guys' time. I just wish they had they would call in like coaches who are better at TV, bring in Chel Sonnen, bring in a Matt Sarah, stuff like that. I get it. You, you don't get as much casual interest, but the show would be better. And again, the ratings at some point are just going to like fall back down anyway. I know that's kind of cynical thing to say, but so no, I don't like it. I hate the idea of, of tying these guys up with the Ultimate Fighter. All right, let me let, let me respond to this whole thing. One, Please. from what I understand, the plan is to film the Ultimate Fighter in March. That's like the hope. Um, they were supposed to do it in January. Things got pushed back, obviously because of the pandemic. So I don't mind it. I also don't mind the call out. I actually think it's a pretty brilliant call out for a lot of the reasons you guys mentioned. It forces these guys like the Covingtons, like these other guys who aren't jumping on these opportunities to take fights. It forces them to have to do that now. Like if you're going to get a shot at the belt, like now you're forced to, like you can't wait for a title shot. Usman just said, you know what? I'm going to make the most money I can with this opportunity with unanswered questions. I'm going to make the job easier. And now these guys can just fight it out and, and, and earn that, that next shot. No one's done that right now. There are options, but no one's done that. So if I'm, if I'm Usman, and that's, he's probably going to be a pretty – he should be a pretty sizable favorite in that fight. Like let's be honest. It's a very winnable fight for him and probably makes him the most money possible. And he seems pretty tapped into things. Like the Habib call-out would have been cool, but I think he understands like it would be kind of a groaning thing and leave Habib alone. I think he it knows what's going on. And then if he called out GSP – Still kind of the same thing. Like he sees, like when you ask him about it, he's got an answer, but he's not going to sit there and be like, hey, GSP, you took everything I work for, mf -er. I'm the man, I'm the best welterweight <laughs> in the world. Like he saw what Tyred, like what happened when Tyred Woodley tried to do that and it didn't work. It actually like dropped his stock a little bit. It made people sort of turn against him. And I think Houston's playing the smart. I actually thought it was the right call out. Um, meritocracy rise, maybe not, but at least it gets the division moving forward. That's the biggest problem right now. There's just... No movement. The welterweight division has lost so much value since Usman beat Mazadal in July because no one's fighting. That uh, there, I, I forgot that the first Usman Mazadal fight. It, it was it was a pretty successful pay per view. Very, very, uh, very I, I believe I'm just looking here. Report, reported 1.3 million. Yeah, uh, it was a, it was a stacked card. It was a stacked card. Volkanovski Holloway was also on there. Uh, Piotrion, Aldo, Rose, and uh, Jessica Andrade, uh, Pedro Zant was on there. So it, wa it was a loaded card. But I, I, I yes, obviously, uh, the Masvidal interest drew a lot of that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, but but now that people have seen it, I bet it would do less than 1.3. Maybe still, cra probably still crack a million. Probably still crack a million, which I guess makes it worth doing. Especially if you're Usman and uh, you're banking on getting those pay-per-view points. But uh, man, I just I just don't like it. But you're right. Can I think of someone who would also, like right now, who he could fight that would draw at welterweight that would draw a million? Nate Diaz, maybe. Uh, obviously, yeah, a Conor McGregor, but I mean, that's you know, that doesn't count. So yeah, yeah. If you want to look at it from that way, I think what's also not talking about. I think it's very important. He, I think Usman needs to face Masvidal again and finish him and beat him decisively, and that will be the way he finally 
people put respect in his name. Because right now he's still like, snooze man, snooze man. <laughs> you fought that one boring fight one time, remember? Oh, I ignore the really exciting fights, but remember that one time you fought the boring fight? Uh, snooze man, get it? It kind of sounds like Usman, but snooze and snooze means sleeping, you know? Oh, no, no, I get it. Yeah, so in case you didn't get it, snooze man. And it rhymes, mm-hmm. it's like a thing. It's, it's good. So, no, it's good. Um, I really think, because watching, watching Kamaru speak, like, He's one of those guys, like, and I, I, I think Dana likes this. Dana doesn't like how many pay per views he sells, but I think Dana likes this in fighters. He definitely fights with a chip on his shoulder. Like, you could tell, like, I don't care about stats. I don't care about if I beat GSB. But what I do care about is all these. I'm not in the pound for pound list. I'm not, or I'm not number one, or you know, I'm not. You know, people are still doubting, even though people aren't doubting him. He feels like they're doubting him, and I think I still think that that Usman, I mean, the Masvidal fight really bothers him because he really wanted to put a serious hurting on him and um yeah that's why actually i do like that fight although it doesn't make sense i get it but yeah whatever the foot stops though fighter of the year fighter of the year Fighter, my, my twenty, my twenty twenty fighter of the year. <laughs> it's who's the twenty one, twenty twenty one fighter of the year right now. I mean, clearly he's the front runner, and I don't see anyone <laughs> passing him. Dust, yeah, or dust the poor. Yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> I, I'm very, I, 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 I really want, to, can't wait to see what the reported buy rate for tonight's card is. Any, wait, any estimates? Any ideas? Estimates? What do you guys think? Okay, if, under if, under five hundred thousand, unfortunately. Under, under five hundred. I'd be under, shocked if it hits five hundred. Way 000. under. That's what I'm saying. Shocked. You just said one point seven million. And, 1.3 and, million. 1.3 million. Sorry, 1.3 million. Yeah. And that, and we're being very, we're being very positive and saying 500,000. You know, so yeah, that's a oh, oh oh no my my update updates came up, <laughs> box updates. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be tough. It's gonna it, to, to, yeah. I mean, essentially like you guys said, people are people are aware that there are bigger pay per views coming up. So you just logically would budget. And you might see this card, and on paper say, "Well, I'll, this is the one. I, I, this is the one I'm going to skip." Maybe if you even thought that Usman was going to was going to win uh, another round decision, you just kind of okay. Well, I'm going to skip this one. So uh, I think maybe two fifty ish range, two fifty thousand, two fifty hundred thousand. I'm, 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 t- I, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. With, oh, with, with the FBI out there after all the streamers and illegal yeah, this is yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> I got Joseph yeah. Boza. Joseph Boza saying 500, 600 at most. MMA, our, our good friend MMA Vodgers saying uh, 750K. If this hits 750K, Usman is a star. If this somehow hits 750K, there's no more talk as Usman a star. Usman is definitely a star if this hits 750K. That's a big, that's, that's like John Jones, uh, BJ Penn, uh, Anderson Silva after the Chael Sonnen fight range. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you're making that. Yeah. Uh, John Jones. Versus Daniel Cormier too, with all that heat, did not sell a million pay per views. It was like mm, nine hundred mm, thousand. Mm. Yeah. So seven fifty yeah, for this probably. card. Good be lord, that'd be that'd be impressive. A lot of Lexa Grasso fans out there. Uh, it's just it's just the timing of it. That's all. Like you're just. I get it. Yeah. It's not not that it was a bad card. It's just it's sandwiched no. in between two mega cards. Yeah. Yeah. I just. It's, yeah. We can it's true. <laughs> Who in the top ten makes sense for Alexa Grasso? Oh, I have we're doing it. our show. We're doing our show now. Come on. Oh well, I'm the, the people. I'm giving people. Casey this one. Oh, okay. I, by the way, and let me just <laughs> yeah, say, there this, you go. this Casey will answer this question. I will just say that I will answer it. I already know who it is. This is too easy. This might be the easiest pick out of all of them. I got. Um, I got to do a quick look at the rankings real quick. 
Me too. I'm doing that right now. I actually had not yeah. had not. I got a lot of suggestions. Uh, sent, oh, you know, Mike, we get a lot um, of suggestions right away. But yeah, go ahead. Well, she called her. Uh, it was a very polite call out. Uh, I saw it on the Twitters. Um, Caitlin Chikayang called out Grasso and um, suggested, why don't we knuckle up? So uh, that's an interesting fight. But um, if she wants to fight someone coming out, it's oh, Caitlin's coming. And Caitlin's coming off a win. I don't know if the UFC. Well, UFC does weird matchmaking. I don't like that match because if Caitlyn does beat Grasso, it, it just stalls the division because Chikagian is not getting a title shot. I think it has to be... Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Grasso has to fight someone that could potentially still fight for a title. So maybe... Cynthia Cavilla? Eh, nah, wrong answer. Geez. Oh, man. If they book it, I'm fine, but that's not the right answer. <laughs> um... Go ahead. Vivian, uh, oh, Vivian, right? Uh, That's what I was saying. I saw Vivian Arujo's yeah, an option. Ar- 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 how do you say her name? I got to figure out how to say her name. Ar- 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 Arujo. 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 Yeah, Arujo, I'm sure. Um, Close enough. There's your answer. I'm po- I'm pointing to it. Okay. Oh, you think so? I'm into that. That Arujo, is the fight. Uh, is, 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 that, is that kind of who she is at this point? You have to beat her if you want to fight Shevchenko? And it's listen. It's Jessica a great, it's, it's is a, a very is, wonderful is a fight. Fine, Jessica is a fine fighter. She uh, she is she gets in there and fights. She is. But I will guarantee you, if this is the fight that it's made, the second this fight is booked and we confirm it, and we put it on our website, everyone is going to immediately be an Alexa Grasso fan. Immediately, <laughs> she will get oh. buzz. Bef- she will get buzz right off the bat for this fight. Yeah, and these it's are the kinds matchup. of matchups. That she that she needs right now. Like you don't want to rush her. You don't want to f- like throw her up there. Like I think eyes uh, what like number eight right now, something like that. Seven or eight. I think that's perfect. She's, perfect she's next talking. step. I'm not sure about that. I don't go by the I don't go by the real rankings. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. She gets she gets the 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 rub from Jessica. I mean, look at Joanne Calderwood. Like Calderwood's a fun fighter. People like her, but she got a lot of fans mm-hmm. punching Jessica in the face. I mean, it's just the way that it is. It's whether it's fair or not, that's just the way that it is. So I think that's like a good sensible step for her. You fight Jessica, it's instant gratification for the fans. And then it's onwards, onwards and upwards from there. Not saying she'll just go in there and win, but the risk and reward, I think in potential star power or, you know, whatever you can get from that. I think that's probably like the best step for her in, in order to, to get to where she wants to go. I like that without rushing her. Can we answer this? Who's next for Barber? Is that is that something you talk about on your podcast or can we can we It depends. We have a we have a wild card option, but uh I don't know. I would I don't know if Barber maybe I would. Maybe I would. Uh I'm just looking looking at the rankings here. Do we find out uh, Mont- Oh sorry, go on. Mont- Montana De La Rosa. I don't I think she's booked though, maybe. Um, Gian Kim, Molly I kinda McCann. Like the Molly, I kind of like. I kind of like the Molly McCann idea. Sure, I could see that. Yeah, that would be that fun. Make, that'd, that'd just be yeah, a fun scrap. That, that'd make a lot of sense. Yeah, it'd be a fun scrap again. And these are all. This is all. This is all learning period for Macy Barber. All right, they they have to be very careful with how they develop her because I do think. They could have done a better job with Sage Northcutt. I think they could have done a better job with Paige Van Zandt. Uh, uh, Chase Hooper, I think they could do a better job with. Though maybe he, he's, again, maybe shouldn't even be in the OC. 
Um, whoa, whoa. Sean O'Malley, I think they did right. Sean O'Malley, I think they did actually did a really good job, I will say, of the young prospects booking them with the right opponents. I think Sean O'Malley they did about as good a job as they could. Um, but a lot of these these young guys, the UFC is not a good place for young fighters to develop. Uh, it, it just isn't. It's, a, that, that's, it's just a proven fact. Um, a lot of their sort of designated you know, blue chippers, they don't really know how to handle them. And they put them in bad situations that actually hurt their development instead of helping them. So um, I, w- I would like to see her take a step back, yeah, and, and fight someone like a Molly, a Molly McCann, who is a, a very tough, very good fighter, but rankings-wise, you know, around, around I think, where, where Macy should be right now. I think that's the, I think that's the fight Molly would like, too. Mm-hmm. I think her fighting style, I think that's a fun fight. Um, but, now, but now that Barber, I think we can kind of put – now kind of shelve the whole – is she going to be the youngest UFC champ ever? I think we're I think we're now past that. You know, that was a nice little fun thing to talk about for a while. But um, yeah. The, but do you even do you even start Barbara Macy? It, like her coaches in the UFC? Do you even go even farther back and just like almost start her? Like it's their first fight in the UFC. And, like just whoever whoever the UFC matchmakers think is the worst flyweight, book her against her. Or, or do we like how 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 much do you think the UFC and Dana are in the Macy Barber business? Or yeah, or, or bring in a con- bring in bring in a contender series person or something, or bring in bring in uh, you know uh, maybe someone from Invicta who's not a sta- not a standout from Invicta, but someone who has that kind of experience, right? They're not they they don't believe in tune up fights in the UFC though. They, they really do not like tune up fights at all, uh, and sometimes that strategy pays off, sometimes it doesn't. But in a case of this this kind of young prospect, I agree there there should be fighters that they should keep around just for kind of like to, to really help some of the, their chosen their chosen ones kind of bounce back. But uh, yeah, I think actually yeah, that's a really good idea, but I don't see that happening. I think they are going to give her another, another tough test. Big qu- I actually think, I think she's going to get Andrea Lee. Barbara? Wow, that's tough. That'd be Barbara coming off two, <laughs> two losses, tough. going against someone coming off three losses, even though Andrea Lee yeah. kind of... Hey, it just the Lauren, yeah, I, Lauren I, I, I actually like yeah. that fight, man. I just really feel very bad for whoever loses that fight because that is a, just a massive losing streak in the UFC. So, um, all right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's got, it's I just that, don't know if they tune her up. Jocelyn Edwards. Right, Jocelyn question. Edwards. Go back. Go back down to one twenty-five. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> what did you think oh. of the Miley Cyrus call out? <laughs> Love it. We talked about Tremendous. this on Slack a little bit. We did. Well, I'll say it's like I think it's a great song choice, but Julian Marquez had has been all week. He's been super gassed up that he was going to come out to the uh, Heart of Glass cover, uh, the Blondie classic by uh, Miley Cyrus, which is fine. It's a it's a good it's a solid cover, but I mean it's I, I, nothing. I, I compared. disagree. I disagree. I li- I'm you don't even like Cyrus it. Fan. I'm not. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that cover because it sounded more like just a karaoke version of it. It's right. Not a, right. It's or, not that different. It's not that it's different. Not that different a, cover than the be, a cover has to be. You have to reinvent the song. It's either a different yeah. genre, different okay. mood. It literally sounded like the same exact song as if it was Blondie playing and she okay. was doing guest vocals. So that's why I didn't like yeah, it yeah. too much. Yeah, I'm not okay. So I'm not crazy then. Everyone's telling me like, "Oh, this 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 heart of glass cover is sick," and I'm like, "It's fine. It's oh, it's good." But yeah, it, it's not. I would rather listen to the original. Yeah, Debbie Harry is a freaking classic. But um, but the call out itself, the Chilean market, the 
everything that Chad Marquez's post fight was hilarious. He was he was he was campaigning. He was doing some campaign uh, to you know oh visit you, you know so your city can be the one that uh, hosts some event or something. That was great. And then uh, he, he prefaced the Miley Cyrus comment with like oh, I've been waiting thirty. He really had been waiting thirty one months. You know he hadn't fought in thirty months. Hadn't won in longer than that. And he's like I've been waiting this long to do this fallout and uh, and here so here we go Miley Cyrus will you be my Valentine? I thought it was hilarious. Uh, Gosh, in a perfect world, he gets some sort of response from her. I'm not sure her if she handles social media or someone else does, but please, someone acknowledge Julian Marquez because I thought it was great. And I was a little upset because I was like, uh, why are you not walking out to Wrecking Ball? But then he informed us in his in his post-fight scrum, he actually already walked out to Wrecking Ball when he knocked out Phil Haas. Uh, so I was like, oh, uh, I didn't realize that. Hmm. That changes everything. <laughs> He did? They had Waco songs for Contender Series? Oh, maybe for the Darren Stewart fight. Maybe the his Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Right, okay. Right. He said he said yeah. he's walked out to it before. So I just didn't sure, sure. That. I can believe that. I was like, all right. He likes to change he likes a different walkout song each time. So I was like, all right, all right. He hasn't he hasn't walked a party in the USA yet, has he? Mm-hmm. So he's waiting title Dude. fight. He's waiting for a title fight. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as there's people back, you, know you have to, to walk, walk to out that. to that in Strike Force? Derek Brunson. That was the oh, that was like tremendous. his chance. Yeah. So I don't um, care who you are. I don't care who you are. That, that song plays. If that song plays anywhere, you're dancing to it. You are. I don't care who you are. You can you can make fun of it right now, but if you go to a wedding and that song plays, you're getting up there and you're probably going to sing every word to it. Don't lie to yourself. What else we got? So don't hide, Miley. Don't don't <laughs> don't hide from Marquez. All right, don't duck Marquez. A lot of matchup questions, guys. Why is it so easy to matchmake for everyone except Leon? He's not going to get the title shot. And frankly, I don't want him to wait for Wonder Boy. What, all right. So here's what I said on the, I don't know if you were watching the, the post-fight stream, AK, the press conference. If I'm Leon Edwards, I'm literally spending every waking moment on social media calling out Nate Diaz and nobody else. That's the guy. If you want a guy, he says he wants to come back in March or April wants to fight a guy on a long winning streak that's winning, wants to do it 170 pounds. If I am Leon Edwards, I am screaming from the rooftops. And then after I scream from that rooftop enough, I'm going to the next rooftop and I'm saying Nate Diaz's name again. That's what you got to do. You fight, you, you, you scramble for that fight. Cause I don't think Colby Covington's going to take it. And wonder boy can't fight till May. And Leon wants to stay on the March 13th card. He hasn't fought in forever. You call for Nate you just keep calling for him over and over again you poke at the bear and hopefully he signs what do you think uh no i i agree with that um but i also uh, agree with the question like i just want to like acknowledge the question why why is it so easy to match for everyone except him i mean okay well look uh, so mike is saying call for diaz fight because diaz is 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 almost sort of beyond the rankings at this point he fights so sporadically it and I don't think Diaz cares whether he's fighting someone on a losing one fight losing streak, six fight win streak. Two, Diaz doesn't care. He just he would just want a name or something that's intriguing that's going to generate fan interest and put money in his pocket. And and and, and Mike, you're right. With the right effort, Edwards could be that opponent. He could be that opponent. I'm still furious with the UFC that they completely dropped the ball after the uh, the Masvidal scuffle. That that was that that is one of their biggest mistakes. We'll, we'll never know how they they didn't put that fight together. Maybe it was out of the control. Maybe Masvidal didn't want it. Maybe Edwards didn't want it. I don't know why they wouldn't but uh that that was money right there so a diaz fight would have that kind of intrigue as well i suppose uh they had to build up a little bit of trash talk but why it's so hard to book him he's on an eight fight win streak nobody wants to risk losing their spot to him and also he's the kind of guy he makes people look bad 
he makes his opponent look bad. He's not going to get into brawls. He's not. This, he doesn't get into fights where it's like ah, like competitive fights. Now nah, he's very technical, uh, very enjoyable to watch from that sense. But from a casual standpoint, he's not bringing a lot of eyeballs to your fight, and he's probably just going to make you. You're probably just catching an L. So, I mean, again, that's one reason. And it doesn't help. He himself has been a little bit picky with his opponents as well. So add all that together, and you have a guy who again hasn't fought in well over a year, despite despite being on an eight fight win streak. <laughs> The problem is there's just no movement at all. There's none. Mm-hmm. Covington Woodley, outside of Kamaru Usman versus Gilbert versus Jorge Masvidal last year, that was the biggest fight at welterweight, and that was just kind of like a. That's a fight that didn't need to happen. It didn't need to happen. Like it was just like one of those fights. It's kind of like the way I view, the Dillashaw Uriah Faber idea. Like it doesn't need to happen, but if you're gonna do it, like you have to do it now, or it doesn't make sense. And by the way. From if you've been following social media and following ESPN t- uh, shows, people in the know, the UFC is talking about TJ Dillashaw versus Uriah Faber, and if they book that, that is like the check the tapes championship of the world right there. <laughs> You're gonna be in all the countdown shows. It's gonna be like this, you know, no, like Mike Heck, you know, but like a really weird filter <laughs> on you, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you know, you're familiar with those, okay? You know, when they take your audio and just put a scary photo of you. We just re- we should replace my like we don't need a live feed of me. Like I should <laughs> I should make my just a frozen image of the the one they use in the Dana White video. I see one a comment from the guy named Mocked who says, "LOL." People were commenting Duval on Luke Thomas's chat the other day. He was so confused. So, <laughs> guys, I, lo- I love I Luke Thomas, it, but uh, I love Luke Thomas. But if you do watch the streams, get, hit him up with some. Keep that Duval coming. Dude, keep hitting with those Duval. Luke Thomas. Luke Thomas, I know he doesn't want this out there, but dude, guy loves Nabiscuit. He talks about, oh, I love, Lo- death, I love loves- death Metal. I love Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. That, that, he, he just wants that. He secretly? Likes, he likes, yeah, secretly. Ask, ask, ask him to show his back tattoo. Right at the very bottom <laughs> of his back, it says, oh, oh, it says Fred Durst for life. It's, it's crazy. It's, wow. It's, it's, Casey, you can't tell people that. Oh, you guys work together. You can't, you can't tell people that. It's late night. No one is. Oh, late. my goodness. Yeah, who's, yeah. who's watching? Who who's we watching? Just, oh, man. Unbelievable. Everyone's going to start tagging him. He's never going to come on between the links. Good <laughs> God. Dana, by the way, Dana White kind of shouted out Duval tonight because he was saying what? Like, oh, I want, you know, he was doing his thing where I only want to host live, you know, sellout shows. And we're he's like, hopefully this year we can have sellout shows in either Las Vegas or uh, or Florida. And obviously by Florida, he meant Jacksonville. Shout out to Duval. <laughs> what else we got? Take a couple. We'll take a couple quite, more. You didn't quite say it, but obviously that was okay. Implied. Um, uh, I lost the question. I saw someone asking while well, you're looking for this one. Uh, was was the stoppage uh, late? Uh, sorry, early in the main event? No, 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 no. It was, it was no, right. No. It was either it was either right on time or if you want it like maybe even a little bit uh, late if you want to be honest. But but I actually thought Herb Dean did a good job. By the way, I, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to. Uh, yeah, it was a proper court. stoppage. It was he gave the he gave uh, Burns the respect he deserved. Um, if that's like yes. an amateur fight or a prelim, he probably takes it. Probably gets stopped a little earlier, but um, Herb Dean recognized the significance of the fight and recognized the, the years of you know <laughs> the fights and you know whatever the, for training and everything for Burns to get that situation, and he had earned that ass kicking. So uh, no, no issues with it. 
I also see a comment about uh, Adolfo Vieira, and I just want to say quickly, oh, guys, go back to our pre- go back to our preview show. I'm oh. oh, sorry, we'll get this question. Go back to our preview show and watch that. We all said, man, but we think that Vieira could lose this fight if you know he's a really muscular, explosive guy, and we've seen grapplers in the past who get tired and then get finished late or lose decisions. We all said it. We we all said it. We all agreed. Like, yeah, that could definitely happen. And then, uh, guys, just our, our our picks. We do picks uh, internally. None of us picked Hernandez, even though we compl- we clearly outlined how we thought he could win. None of us had the guts to pick him. So very very embarrassing on our part, uh, but amazing performance by Hernandez. Sorry, what was that? What was that question, Casey? Yeah, it was it was a great performance. It was oh, awesome. Oh, dude, that was so okay. good. During that fight, okay, so obviously good. when when the when the tide was turning, you know, like, and um, you know, and once once um, Rogan like calmed down. <laughs> Um, I was just screaming head kick, head kick. I was like, "Get the 50k oh, knockout!" And then I think, like, "Why is he? Why is he going to the ground with him? Why is he going on the ground?" But obviously, Mr. Fluffy Hernandez felt something in there, saw something in there that we did not see, and he was like, "No, no, no! I am going to submit this man." Because oh, wait, anyway, anyway, multiple anyone can time. Him. Multiple time Abu Dhabi Combat Club world champion who's been tapping out people in like 90 seconds in MMA. Getting submitted in the second round by Fluffy Hernandez. And it felt like he was about to get a ninety-second uh, submission victory again. Yes, like, I thought it was over. It was over. I was like, "All right, cool." Amazing. Go on, and then obviously look over. I'm like, "What? Fight's still going." Amazing. Great fight. That was Fluffy a- landed that. Uh, he landed that uh, Holly Holm head kick too. As soon as yeah. she like got up, oh, he had yeah. it and landed it, and he, he just ate it. That eating. He pushed. He pushed Vieira off to give him distance and do that head kick, and it landed. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Vieira, um, the contact. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, but you no. Know, but what do you think about Vieira? I think um, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's I think it's a good lear- learning experience, and um, he's clearly a tough, tough dude. But um, I don't know if he can stay at eighty-five. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he might be. Of- he might be the new shoe face. He might be. Look, he might be the new shoe face. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. It was just, it was just first L time for him. I mean, it just happens. It happens. He's gonna learn. A, he's gonna learn a ton that he's just not gonna be able to just submit everybody in ninety seconds. It's just not gonna work that way. Uh, Muhammad Lima fight John and Joe said the fighters are not supposed to wear contacts. Is that true? Yeah. I would say yes. I would no, say it's yeah. It's not true. Can you? You can wear contacts. No, I, no, it has to be. You, there's no way yeah, you because you know. You absolutely. How, how can you take? How can you take a punch wearing a contact? Do do people do it all the time? I get, get people punched. wear them. Yeah. People wear them, getting punched in a fight yeah, wearing contact. That doesn't. Wear that doesn't yeah, seem yeah. smart. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. But if your contact pops out during a fight, you can't like put a new one. You got to fight with whatever. What if your contact it? pops in to your eyeball when you get punched? No, fighters have contacts all the time. I don't think they're supposed to. No, it's the question is are, the question is are they supposed to? I don't think they're supposed to. I'll have to look this up, but I'm I'll, I'll look it up right now. I'll look it up right now. But let's let's we have the power of the internet. Let's look this up. Let's look this up. Yeah, look this up. Yeah, Doesn't seem like the best idea as you want, but I really don't think well, you're allowed that, to. That, that um, would mean that that yeah, fighters yeah, a lot of fighters fight with contacts. I, I I know this, but oh no, I have I have unreliable sources uh, verifying this. This is from oh, I shouldn't even I, I don't I'm not even name the website because I don't even know if it's. Uh, I think they said it depends on the this person. This is a blog post. This depends on the commission. Um, and I think they said most commissions do allow this. So, uh, so there's a lot of, you know, I should credit this person. Sorry, this is a, 
MMA for the working man.com has a road up. So you can guys look, if you, if you Google MMA contact lessons, this is one of the first things that'll come up. It's a very thorough, I won't bore you guys by reading it now, but it's a very thorough look apparently. And uh, I just, it's just skimming it. It does appear to say most, it does depend on commissions. Most commissions do allow this. So Casey is not a liar. Right. Not not about this not about this particular topic. Yeah, not yeah. No, don't 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 paint me with broad strokes. <laughs> I'm against you? it. <laughs> not in my not in my fight league. Not in a, no. I mean, I'll allow growing kicks and eye gouges, but not putting little shards of what that, glass. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, that would mean anyone without 2020 vision essentially yeah. like would can't fight or they. Oh, you, you could you you blur. You just see the blur. You the you Roxanne Modafari when she's like. I think that's my opponent across the cage. <laughs> I was like, I'll find out soon enough. <laughs> like, this is true. Favorite, she that's my favorite part of our Roxy fights, though. As soon as she starts, she's like, who is that? <laughs> yeah. Fair and enough. She just fair comes enough. flying at people. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not a contact lens where I've never worn a contact, so you can tell that I have no, I have no grasp for how inconvenient they are. Right, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, more questions. A lot of... <laughs> Uh, let's find um, like the best one. Oh, wait, 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 this is okay. This is the best one. It's a one. <laughs> uh, hold on, I got. I'm like Perry compl- complimenting Bilal. So I don't know. Maybe it's a possibility, but no, no. Bilal needs a fifteen <laughs> opponent. Hashtag. Sorry, no. Okay, what was yeah, this Bilal about? I, I didn't. I did not see the post fight interview with Usman. Mm-hmm. But is this something I heard? Was crying? Is that is that was he crying? I didn't see it. No, I don't. Yeah, I didn't see. I watched. I don't think he was crying. He might have been emotional, or he's just I don't know. Being maybe he was just exhausted. There were tears of 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 fatigue. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I didn't see. uh, Did 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 not notice the crying? Sorry, sorry. It's it's Corral. Yeah, we cannot comment on something we didn't see. I see some, some someone mentioned uh, Benson. Benson used to fight with a toothpick. Yeah, that wasn't good either. I don't know. <laughs> no, okay. He, that, that, was that was definitely banned. Yeah, that was definitely banned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that still might be the craziest thing. I just ever. saw that. You guys, yes, do you guys, do. of course we do. Of course, yeah, because the rules. Go to MMAfighting.com and just yeah. put in our search bar BKFC. There's a lot of BKFC coverage. <laughs> Dude, did you not see? The interview with, with the biggest star of that card last weekend? Are you kidding me? We well, interviewed Britton Hart. I felt it. What was the headline? What was the headline of the last? What was the headline of that last Britton Hart story, Mike? Oh God! <laughs> 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 I thought she was just about Jenny Savage. I thought it was some <laughs> random ass prostitute. Oh yeah, I thought it was some random ass prostitute. BKFC. Oh, so good. I like everyone. That was a fun oh, card. Okay, okay. I'm, sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna concentrate on this card because I, I, I now, now I want to talk about sure. bare knuckle, but we just. I, I know, right? <laughs> That's a whole other hour if we want to start talking about bare knuckle. Um, all right, let's get one more. One more, one more. Wait, this, okay. okay, one more after this. Let me find. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Even, wait, I didn't. What did you understand? Let's go ahead, Mike. Read oh, this sorry. out. I don't even did I not read it right? Barbara looked. Barbara looked technically outclassed by Grasso. Can they make mm-hmm. her fight Valentina so that us haters can see us destroyed properly? Um, uh, okay, sorry, I, don't, I shouldn't put that one out there. I don't know what that one means. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if he's talking about Grasso or Barber. That's that's the yeah, that's what's confusing. But but thank no, you for the I question. Think, I, I'm a bit right, but uh, yeah, I think this is someone that wanted to see Barber like kind of sacrificed for his enjoyment. I could oh, be wrong. Why? What a strange. Rude. 
I get. By the way, bro, I said, wait, 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 is this guy, is this guy suggesting that Barbara should fight for the title next? I don't know. That's what I, it's confusing. <laughs> But while, while you bring up the last question, I'll just say, guys, people don't give up on Barber yet. She's 22 years old. Like I said, if we, if yes. we give her the right opponents. And let's, let's keep in mind, Grasso came in as like a 23, 24-year-old, and she also struggled early. Can you imagine if people had counted out Grasso after some of her early losses? Like, I don't understand how people so quickly are just that like, is, oh, well, she's done. She's oh, done. yeah, like, that really like, bothered no. me. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And now Grasso clearly is matured, is entering her athletic prime, has, has rounded out her, her game. Why can't Barbara do the same thing? Why are people so quick to say now Barbara can't? I get it. Barbara created kind of these elevated expectations for herself, but put that aside, she's very much in the same place where Grasso was five years ago. So I don't know. I don't understand why people Dude, are. Dude, and Barbara, so like, she won that third round. She, she did? did everything she was supposed to do. I mean, and, and she she did everything she was supposed to do for a fighter when they know they're losing a fight. You know, yep. you, you go out and you're shilled, you know, like, you know, kill or be killed. And she knew she was down two rounds. And she was just throwing bombs in that third round. And I was like, and I was watching, I was like, I was like, dude, like Barbara's going for it. Now I was also going, there's no way she can keep up that energy for five minutes, but and you so obviously, you know, you just kinda you kinda saw Barbara's energy kinda go up and down in that third round. But she clearly yeah. won, she still won the round. And Grasso was still mature enough and, and kept her kept her poised and was able to, you know, just be smart and not get you no know, got not get clocked with any of those bra- brawling looping hooks. But um, we, we had Bar- a lot Barbara's of still had, awesome. Barbara's still awesome. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't get it. I don't, like people want people are stupid. That's just I'm, I'm gonna we, say it. <laughs> we had a lot of uh, we had a lot of good third round kind of before Julian Marquez Kraus telling him in not so in not so kind words get kind of get your ass in there and get that finish because you're gonna lose and uh and yeah he just went for it so we we saw a lot of that today a lot of good third round performances and maybe like the best set of middleweight fights i've ever seen i know that sounds strange but people don't know there's kind of a running joke in the mma community that middleweight's kind of a tends to be a bit of a middling division doesn't always put on the best fights but all three middleweight fights today excellent excellent great time <laughs> good stuff um, but yeah but just kind of wrapping on the barber thing like the i picked alexa grasso in this fight because of the experiences she had in fights like this in the past so like two years from now when barber's fighting like an up-and-coming contender and she's kind of rolling a little bit we're going to look back on that fight as a reason why we picked macy barber to beat the next prospect sometimes you need yeah. fights like that yeah we're looking yeah we're looking at a few years now we're looking at barber's record and we're gonna like oh she's only lost to roxanne modafari who was an elite 25er at the time and Alexa Grasso who fought for the title. I don't know. <laughs> Something, you know, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Uh, ridiculous. Uh, for sure. Hey, people want to, what, what, what do we got? What's the closer? What, what, uh, what's the wrap up? What's the wrap up? Mm, give me a good one, kids. Uh, that's, I don't want to talk about that. All right, here we go. Last one. I've seen this a couple of times. Anyone want to see Usman come up to challenge Izzy? I mean, yeah, sure, sure. Do, do I do I think that's a realistic option and it's going to happen anytime in the next like year? Highly doubtful. Highly doubtful. Of course, obviously, you know, uh, Adesanya is going up for to two hundred five, so he's got his own business up there. He's probably going to try. If he should he beat uh, Blachowicz, he'll try to angle that into a John Jones fight. Uh, even when he comes back to one eighty five, there's actually a lot of good one eighty fivers by then that'll probably be in position for Teleshot. And he said he wants to build a legacy at one eighty five. Uh, he 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 would. I mean, he would not say no, you know. But it's just there's a lot of other dominoes that need to fall right now, so. Yeah, I want to see it. Uh, don't within the next year. I can't imagine it coming around. 
I'd love to see it. I just there's just too much going on right now. Like we said, welterweight just needs to move. Yeah, like I, just I, need a lot of movement. This un, there's unanswered questions, and I think for this to even like be a realistic thing, Blahovich has to win on March sixth. If Izzy wins, I don't think we're gonna see it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Also, um, regardless of the Izzy going, just say if Izzy was just normal, just a champ, just. Is he just Usman even even whoever is whoever the eighty five title holder happens to be? Um, I just think Usman ha- he won't do that jump until it is like basically official that Usman is the greatest um, welterweight in the UFC history or even MMA sure. history. And until that happens, I don't. There's no reason for him to go up. And right now, and you know, that- not, 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 Usman's in the discussion. You know now, like we're, like we're saying GSP's name in the same breath as Usman now, like. And pretty soon, we're you know, if Usman gets a couple more solid big wins, who knows? Maybe we'll be like, oh man, GSP was you know, he was great, but then Usman came and that he kind of changed the game. So I don't know. That jab, that jab you showed off in that fight today, I'll tell you, it reminded me a little bit of uh, us GSP Koscheck too. You know, kind of that 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 quantum leap in striking that uh, that uh, these champions are somehow able to make even this far into their careers. It remind there were shades of GSP, a lot of GSP talk, and uh, and you know what? It doesn't sound crazy. I got shades of Habib in the sense that Habib kind of when he came into the UFC originally, he was like kind of no this grappling monster. He would dominate you on the ground, but you know you would lose you would lose a solid. He would win thirty twenty six every time, pretty much. But then he started finishing guys and like finishing him quick and finishing him bad, and um, maybe Usman's kind of getting to that point too, where you know he had all these solid decision victories, like dominant decision victories. But now he is, who knows? He can really turn that corner, turn that that other corner. I don't know what you want to say, but like where he's actually finishing a level welterweights. Man, I think that's that's what he's gonna need for people to you know go past those GSP comparisons. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, lots of solid wins, obviously, but you know, if you actually go back and watch his fights, as far as pure excitement, take away all the drama, you know, and his, you know, I don't like your performance, all that stuff, you know, you know, GSP's fights were kind of, you know, workmanlike, but um, let's see what Usman can do. Yeah, but uh, Javon, thank you. Yeah, Usman, Usman is a freak. Like that guy is a freak. If you haven't, if you haven't like listened to it or watched it. When he was on Joe, the Joe Rogan experience and he talked about like all the issues he has with his knees and his back and all this stuff, like he said there's like most times in his life like where he can't even walk up the st- up or down the stairs like frontwards. He has to do it backwards because his knees are that banged up. Like it's crazy to hear him tell the story. You're just like, oh my God, like how do you even fight when your knees are like this? Like he's got to walk like – he, he can only walk forwards. He's like walking on his lawn. Every other time, like when he's on like hard surfaces, he has to walk backwards to like keep his knees in check. It's crazy. Go back and watch that and watch that interview. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Did I ever tell you? Like, um, I, I, I knew I knew Kamaru before he actually fought MMA. Like right when he was thinking about transitioning to the hmm. wrestling, when he was like he was like, he was like an MMA training partner, but more for the wrestling. When he lived in Southern California, and he, he used to train down at Rain at Mark Munoz's gym with uh, Mayhem Miller and. Uh, uh, Pat Cummins and uh, actually when DC was used to train down here for a little bit and I got introduced I got introduced to him and um, he was like oh and Esther, Esther took like photos of him right when he was maybe 0 and 1 or not 0 and 1 but like right when he just had like right before he's about to start his pro career so um, I haven't talked to uh, Kamara in a couple of years like because it's just you know I haven't seen him seen him but um, 
man, um, it was crazy because I was like, oh, cool, you're you're gonna fight, neat. You look you look pretty athletic. Yeah. <laughs> that was, and like, man, I, who knew? So in a way, you're responsible for everything that's happened to him I since. I didn't say that, but yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, I, I got you. I, I know you don't want to say it, Casey, but yeah. I'll say it for you. Yeah. Just based on the context of your story, I'm like, sounds like a pretty life changing experience for Kamaru. Yeah, uh, Kamaru's like, you know, I'm that's my takeaway. I'm thinking about going to real estate, getting my real estate license. You know, some <laughs> yeah. houses, you know, you can you know, flip them and everything. I'm like, I don't know, bro. You got a good double. You look, you look pretty tough. You look pretty tough, man. <laughs> I started doing some pull ups in the back, right. man. You look strong. <laughs> ah, amazing origin story. I never knew. Yeah. Never knew. Yeah, so it was like, but like much like when I met DC, I met DC before he turned pro too. Oh wow! I was, I was like, I was like, oh, you're just some chubby dude on a treadmill, <laughs> like, and that's all I thought of him. And then everyone kept saying, oh, who's this Dan? They kept calling him Daniel the Olympian. I'm like, who's Daniel? Where's this Olympic wrestler? And like, he's like literally right in front of me. And like, <laughs> you asked him. You asked him. Excuse me, sir. I'm looking for Daniel Cormier, Daniel the Olympic Cormier. wrestler. <laughs> Uh, Casey, Casey, the for, the Forrest Gump of modern MMA. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, listen, when you're doing what Usman's yeah. doing, you got options, and now we're starting to talk about these like you know dual champ type situations. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. This we didn't get this after UFC 251. That's for damn sure. But we're getting it after this card. So good on him, and uh, we will see what happens with him as we uh, as we nod our way. For the end of this post fight show, UFC 258 is in the books. AK and I are back tomorrow. Uh, so look for that on the podcast network for on to the next one. All the matchmaking stuff that you want to know about, we got you covered. And uh, you can leave your suggestions as well on social media. AK is at Alexander K. Lee. I'm at Mike Hick underscore JR. Use the hashtag OTTNO and uh, we'll get your suggestions on the show. Casey, AK, I am Mike Hick. Thank you for watching. Good night, everybody. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Here's the truth about AI. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts.